is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shawnee, and my auntie, Leonica. This is episode 17. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to episode 17, I Don't Care If You Listen. You're going to hear some of what we recorded on Thursday, November 29th, as well as a few items from today, Friday, November 30th. Hi, Lee. How you doing? Hey, girl. I'm sitting up here eating. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you were able to come back to this today because yesterday we were doing some show planning and my husband, who has a lot to say, didn't know that we were recording. He thought he was just kind of chatting with you and me, Um, (laughs) but he got some shit off his chest. (laughs) Yes, he did. I was thinking about that this morning, too. I'm like, okay, if anybody ever says anything to me, I'm just going to call Chris. I got to get Chris' number so I can put him on speed dial. You know what? He's good for that, though. When it comes to, like, a, a quick fact check, he's good for that. He's definitely good for that. Right. Yeah. I'm like, give me your argument. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever play any board games, I'm always like, I hate playing against him. I bet. You know? Or trivia. Or trivia. Oh, forget it. I got to be. We got to be on the same team. Man, I could not do trivia with him. <laughs> but, you know, I'm too competitive for that shit. Does Dion have anything he needs to get off his chest? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I just told him. I said, you got to come on the uh, podcast one of these days. Tell us. If he's got some stuff he needs to get off of his chest, we are here for you, D. We are here for you. Word. Stay tuned for that. We've got some new music, new message music that is coming from the Black Eyed Peas. Leonica and I are keeping our eyes and ears peeled for people using their powers for good. After his rant, though, Chris clued us into a little bit of breaking news. Yeah, how did that turn out? That was big breaking news, actually. Uh, Aside from the major earthquake that just happened in Alaska sending out thoughts and prayers that was i don't mean that tongue-in-cheek i really mean we're sending out our best positive energy out to anybody who's mm-hmm. struggling with the earthquake uh, but that breaking news was what he came in and told us what was that alderman edward burke who was a known trump attorney had his offices raided by the fbi mm-hmm. um and you had mentioned too that michael cohen yesterday pled guilty for lying mm-hmm. to Congress, and that's a felony. About the Russian. About the um, Russian involvement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, did you see Vladimir Putin and the Saudi prince at the G20 summit? There's actually a video of them, Vladimir Putin and the Saudi prince high-fiving. <gasps> no, I did not see that. Yeah, like, really, like, looking like we did it. World powers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. Um, oh my God, I just want to slap the president. <laughs> like, how do you let us look like suckers like that? There's another picture of him sitting all by himself. All the rest of the world leaders were like talking and he was sitting all by himself. Yeah, that's what he needs to do, but I think that's kind of arrogant too. Right. Uh, Mueller, um, this is as of an hour ago, Robert Mueller starts to piece together Russia puzzle in most significant move yet. Silent for so long, Robert Mueller is beginning to show the public the building blocks of a case that could imperil Donald Trump's presidency. In the process, the special counsel the special counsel is beginning to expose the lies and obfuscations that people around Trump and the president himself 
erected to try to hide multiple unexplained ties to Russians in and before 2016. He is offering implicit explanations along the way for the president's oddly solicitous relationship with Vladimir Putin. Uh, Mueller is now crossing a red line Trump once warned could prompt his firing by probing his business empire. By securing a cooperation agreement with Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, Mueller Thursday scored a motivated witness who has intimate knowledge of Trump's past business and personal life. By sponsoring a court document detail, detailing Cohen's confession, and by having his team spend 70 hours acquiring additional testimony, Mueller is signaling his new star witness may have more to tell, and there may be more grave revelations to come. I don't know what's coming. I don't know if we're going to get a Christmas gift. Arrest the president. I am still talking to those people who now have facts in front of them that true patriots like Robert Mueller, true patriots who have worked with the FBI, CIA for all these years have dedicated their lives, are finding factual information tying your president to a foreign power and compromising our country's security because of his own personal interest. And if you still support him and call yourself a patriot, you are a goddamn lie. Mm. Mm. I don't care if you listen. That was my girl, Shalini, putting it down, putting it down. I don't care if you listen. A podcast with Shalini and Leonica. What, 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 the actual... A D.C. court clerk would not accept a driver's license from a New Mexico resident because they, quote, cannot accept international driver's licenses, end quote. (laughs) The clerk then asked if they had New Mexico passports. Mm, mm, mm. She's a Trump supporter. (laughs) New Mexico's a state. State. It's one of ours. Part of the United States of America. <laughs> it's one of those stars you want people to make sure they stand for. Remember? Oh my God, that's so idiotic. It's so embarrassing. I'm sure she's not the only one, but damn, if you all have that type of job, they should at least have the, a list of the 50 states up there so you could see what ID we accept. <laughs> It's New Mexico, not old Mexico. (laughs) Girl, if they don't even know that New Mexico is a state. (laughs) I mean, seriously. And that's what I was saying. That's the the mentality that we're dealing with. That's the ignorance that is kind of um, hindering the growth of the country. It's that ignorance. Because that's, those are the people that go and support the ignorance in leadership yeah. positions. Exactly. And that's really scary. Like, ignorance is scary. It's dangerous. And you know what? I, I don't know. I, I would be making a big fuss if that I was that New Mexican resident. That would be so humiliating and horrifying and embarrassing. They had to prove it. They apparently had to prove that New Mexico was a state to this person. It was a couple. Couple forced to prove New Mexico was a state while applying for marriage license. And then they say, um, a clerk in the D.C. Court's Marriage Bureau apparently thought New Mexico was a foreign country. It's really weird because D.C., I mean, it's at least more cosmopolitan than most areas. Weird. 
Clarkson, who lives in Las Cruces and his then fiance visited the District of Columbia Courts Marriage Bureau on November 20th to apply for a marriage license. Once there, the couple encountered a small problem. Clarkson said, the clerk wouldn't accept Clarkson's driver's license from New Mexico as proof of his identity. Rather, the clerk who mistakenly believed Clarkson was a foreign citizen said he would have to prove an international, would have to provide an international passport to get the marriage license. <laughs> After Clarkson objected, the clerk went to check with a supervisor who confirmed. So two people confirmed Clarkson would need a passport. You know you are from a from flyover country when you are applying for marriage license. Give them your New Mexico driver's license and they come back and say, my supervisor says we cannot accept international driver's licenses. Do you have a New Mexico passport? Clarkson posted on Facebook recently. Speaking with the Sun News about the incident, Clarkson said the clerk went back to check a second time about whether she could accept a New Mexico driver's license as proof of identity. After that, the staff finally concluded New Mexico is in fact a U.S. state and accepted his driver's license along with the application. Mm, mm, Are mm. you kidding me? That's so embarrassing. That is insanity. Insanity. Like how can you be so close-minded? So narrow-minded and... Oh my well, God. you know what? I was somewhere yesterday, and someone who I had the impression was relatively well-traveled, well-versed in current affairs. I don't know this person. I haven't had too many conversations. It's been, like, superficial meetings, you know? So you just, you judge a book by its cover to a certain degree. So I had certain impressions, right? This person didn't know that Australia is its own continent, <laughs> I know, basic geography. Yeah, I, I was blown away by that. Not me, not anymore. I'm <sighs> just like, the, the average person has very low intelligence. I definitely don't feel like I have any kind of great intelligence. I'm not a big reader. I, don't, I, I, I pay attention to current events, but I, I'm, I don't... Can I tell you what I'm struggling with, Lee? And again, I don't know if it's because it's... Maybe this is what they define as a midlife crisis. I have been mediocre at a lot of things. I'm not sure that I'm great at any one thing. I don't know what that means for me or if that's just like some straight girl emotion talking, but I think the weirdness of that is that most people get to a point where they're just okay with mediocrity. Is that my thing now? Is I have to come to peace with being mediocre? <laughs> think so because your mediocrity is somebody else's like dream and fantasy you know what I mean there are people who would give everything just to be reach your level of mediocrity perspective right yeah it really is yeah if there is this whole idea of God and spirituality I can't be so self-consumed to think that I know what success actually looks like or be unappreciative of all the good, awesome shit I do have and do get mm -hmm. to experience. I make myself feel better. <laughs> You're making it. Girl, please, you have to. I mean, really, because everybody goes through those same thoughts and emotions, but for some people, just getting up, making it to work is the highlight of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we were talking about, my friend and I were talking about people who stay in jobs 
for 30 and 40 years and, you know, live it out till they get their pensions or whatever. The comfort that they probably find in that. Whereas, like, I've never seen any J-O-B and looked at it and thought I'm going to be here forever. Like, that, there's never been one that I've looked at and felt like I could stay there forever. I, I haven't found that. Except for, I mean, no, that's not true. I found that now with music, but that's less of a J-O-B and more of, like, a passion project, you know? Right. With the kids. Who knows what that could turn into. Right. Okay, so I had some really good news. Congratulations! That really made me proud today. For the last year, I have been collecting program data where I've been disaggregating race and um, zip codes and gender for the families that we serve in our program. And as of Wednesday, my... Um, work was presented to the Michigan Federation for Children and Families, which is an advocacy organization in Lansing uh -huh. that's comprised of several other private child welfare agencies like mine. And they're all going to use my spreadsheet to start collecting that data. Fixing the problems, getting to the problems, fixing them. Fix it, fix it, fix it, Lee. Right, I right, like girl, it. I just... That's amazing to me. That's fantastic. Just a small little piece, yeah. you know, yeah. but it might impact somebody else. Somebody I'll never know, but maybe make it a little bit better, a little bit more fair, a little bit more equitable. Help somebody else's mediocre be as good as our mediocre, you know? Yeah. Do the damn thing. Congratulations. Work so hard, Again, you're listening to I Don't Care If You Listen, episode 17. I'm Shalini, she's Leonica, and we are so happy that you're listening to us today. The idea of guests is something we enjoy. People who have different expertise in different areas who maybe want to share their expertise. We had our friend Kim uh, talk about ageism. We'd love to talk mm -hmm. to you. IDCIYLpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact us through our website, I don't care if you listen.com. Please subscribe, give us five star ratings, tell everyone you know. Um, but again, we don't care if you listen, but we really appreciate it. And sponsors, we welcome contact from you any hour of any day. Just let us know. People, please pick up the phone calls get request line it's new music with a message from will i am and the black eyed peas here's big love on the i don't care if you listen podcast with shalini and leonica check it out In the life of a kid in America Everyone's a critic, watch them criticize your character Everybody watching you, people love to stare at you Everybody's greedy, ain't nobody trying to share with you Our leaders are embarrassing, I think they need some parenting Tell me why they playing with the fire and the kerosene Kids on the Percocet, tripping on the medicine Call it like I see it, we some drugged up Americans Everybody's following, ain't nobody leading People loving guns more than kids is a season And they say the reason is to protect their freedom But we don't believe them all that we are
young boy used to hear the people say power to the people but we them people nowadays we ain't never giving up now we got our hands up we can't breathe cause their hearts ain't big enough all we need is just us hate got you guessing war is the answer but really what's the question money got us stressing fear got us flexing phones got us down. now we lose connection Takes you and I to keep the hope alive Cause we're living in a time where you're fighting to survive And all we need is love All that we is a weapon you should choose love instead of being reckless candle in the darkness help change the heartless use love to guide you i'll be there regardless situation global we're like in a robo swimming up the river so i can deliver message to the masses no matter your status nothing's ever over we believe in second chances many people dying governments are lying stand for our rights and please no more violence start with the kindness together we united when we are one Nothing can divide us Critic watching criticize your character. Everybody watching you. People love to stare at you. Everybody's greedy, ain't nobody trying to share with you. Our leaders are embarrassing. I think they need some parenting. Tell me why they playing with the fire and the kerosene. Kids on the Percocet, tripping on the medicine. Call it like I see it, we some drugged up Americans. Everybody's following, ain't nobody leading. People loving guns more than kids is the season. And they say the reason is to protect the freedom, but we don't believe them. All that we are
we got our hands up We can't breathe cause they hearts ain't big enough All we need is just us, hate got you guessing War is the answer but really what's the question Money got us stressing, fear got us flexing Phones got us down, now we lose connection Please stand by it takes you and I to keep the hope alive Cause we're living in a time where you're fighting to survive And all we need is love All that we is a weapon you should choose love instead of being reckless candle in the darkness help change the heartless use love to guide you i'll be there regardless situation global we're like in a robo swimming up the river so i can deliver message to the masses no matter your status nothing's ever over we believe in second chances many people dying governments are lying stand for our rights and please no more violence start with the kindness together we united when we are one Nothing can divide us I'm Leonica. And this is episode 17. So we got music, we got politics, we got girl life shit. Can we call it girl life shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl life shit. Girl life shit. What's going on? Talk about this marijuana stuff that's going on. It's so weird now that we know it's going to be passed into law next week. The conversations, there are workshops popping up all over the place. I'm kind of jelly, girl. I'm a little jelly. I'm a little looking at Michigan. I keep seeing all these posts about Michigan going full on recreational in eight days, seven days, six days. And I'm like, wow. I mean, all my life. And who knew? And here we are. Like, they're literally going to be like, Walk into Kroger's and Myers and go get you some, you know, like really. Yeah, they're like so it cool. has CBD oil, has healing properties, Leonica. Go make you some skin cream and some natural hair products. Experiment. <laughs> You're like, okay, should I? I, I like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ain't nobody else doing it yet. What are you going to test? You're going to sample and tell us what you're using? I had a little something on my skin that was weird, and my mom gave me hemp lotion. And I looked at my mom. I was like, thanks, mom. That was a like big old <laughs> bud leaf on it. It's like, yep, mm-hmm. there you go. Everybody's coming around the mountain. We've been yeah, hanging on this mountain by our dammies for a long time, Lee. And they're finally coming around. The lotions don't get people high, so. Well, the lotions can be numbing. Ooh. 
They can be kind of numbing. They can give you a little tingling. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Next time I come to Michigan, we'll have to maybe go take the podcast on the road and find out all the <laughs> all the restaurants that are experimenting as well as the well, spas that's and what salons. They were at this workshop to that people can become travel agencies and book uh hip tours. When we went to Colorado, there was this whole chain of bud and breakfast places where you could go and get bud and breakfast. At least that happened in my lifetime. I thought I'd see flying cars. I didn't think mm-hmm. Donald Trump would be president, but at least in my lifetime I'll get to see recreational bud in Michigan. There's, my my I motherland. Think see it across the country soon. Well, we got to see it across the country soon, but at least in my motherland, it's there. For sure, it's crazy though. Like I felt so weird in the company of all these different <laughs> women uh, from F- all walks of life. I mean, all walks of life. I mean, I'm talking about ladies that I would expect to see at church with my mom. Sure. Saying, "Hey, I got this property." I want to learn how to grow so I can have something to leave to my kids. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right? You want to leave a weed farm to your kids? Why not? Whoa. I mean, why not? Somebody else was like, well, I'm a caterer. I know y'all going to have the munchies after y'all uh, do all this recreational marijuana, so I got y'all hooked up there. Oh, but. Quick programming note, my husband Chris walked in, didn't realize we were recording, so he went on to work and type and talk. Here's what happened next. Edibles. Yeah. Comedy clubs are starting to experiment. There's in California of uh, pot, pot-centric comedy clubs. Yeah. They suck from the comedian's perspective. <laughs> I don't, you know what, honestly, the same way that you manage alcohol in, a, in any environment, a movie theater, mm-hmm. a restaurant... A bowling alley it should be the same way you manage marijuana, and that will make everything more enjoyable. The issue where I, is employers. What about them? They can still fire you for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, why not jump on the potential entrepreneurial possibilities and and make something of it? And you know, if you the- want to be the type of employer that doesn't want that business then don't do that business but i think people should take advantage of the newness of it and jump on every single thing you can do business-wise with marijuana do it but what about the banking you're right the lenders are going to have to get smart well right now any federal institution can't support it and i've been hearing about caregivers getting checks in the mail with letters from their bank saying thank you for your business but really i think yes you can't like can't, like in Colorado, that's the big thing right now. It's is, the money. It's is how where to put the this, money. They have all this money, but they can't do anything with it. Yeah, I mean, the federal rules have to change. So the American rest- spirit is very entrepreneurial. The American spirit will figure it out. Now, either the government can get on board, make money with it, and turn it into an industry and gain from it, or they can make people find loopholes to try and figure out how to use their money and where to put it. That's just yeah, ridiculous. They were using Bitcoin. Right, right. <laughs> Right. I mean, everybody's there's gonna, always a way. People will find a way to make their. They'll find a way. That's just who we are. That's who people are. We just find a way. And I just think that there are so many possibilities with marijuana. And I just hope that the larger economy takes advantage of the benefits because it's stupid not to. It's absolutely stupid. It's because they don't want to put the pharmaceutical businesses out of business that they're not letting Bud do all the things that it could do. 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's a shame. It'll be interesting to hear what your workshops, you know, what all your workshops end up being about. Oh, I was at one the other day, night before last. Yeah. And this lady, she has a, a business. She provides insurance to marijuana and beer related companies. See? Mm-hmm. Opportunity. What's well, like the reverse on that GM thing? Like everybody's talking just about, oh, GM's going to lose 14,000 workers. They're not talking about the impact about the small business that opened a restaurant next to a GM plant because right. they relied on workers. How many jobs is Michigan losing? Or, well, total, we have... From GM? Well, GM. Trump says auto tariffs being studied after GM restructuring announcement. 14,000 is the total. 14,000. That's what I thought. Yeah. I mean, technically 15% of the... That's 14,000 at the labor level. It's um, reducing its salaried workforce by 15%. General Motors is. But as far as the local local level, like plant workers, it's, it looks to be about 14,000 uh, plant workers, like line workers. Because they're also cutting 25% of their executive level, which I don't think people understand how bad that's going to be. Because yeah. when you throw 25% executive level people back in the unemployment pool, they're going to be more hireable than people who are still chasing jobs. So you're going to push people who are still chasing jobs into the unemployable market. Ohio, Michigan, and Maryland um, is where those 14,000 jobs are going, mm-hmm. going to be lost. Nothing being closed in Mexico and China, according right. to Donald Trump's tweet. <laughs> no, they're actually opening stuff in Mexico. But there, it looks like they're, yeah, I was going to say, wait. Well, and Andy yesterday said he was going to add their subsidies. He doesn't even understand. They don't take subsidies from the government. What they do for the Chevy Cruze is have what's called the plug-in. Tax credit. So consumers get a you get a, after you buy a cruise, you get a forty five hundred or any electronic vehicle. The company gets a forty five hundred dollar tax credit. And what's happened? And then he said he was going to take away the subsidies. Well, that's already going away from him because in that tax credit, you can only a company can only do it up to two hundred thousand cars. So like Tesla hit it a long time ago. Chevy's about to hit it in the end of two thousand nineteen. So they were about to. That's why they're restructuring. They're doing it now so they don't lose. The, like you don't wait till you lose the credit and then restructure. You restructure as you're about to lose the credit. Right. So Donald Trump threatening to take away their credit. They're literally doing this because the credit's going away. So if you want to change it, you know what you do, Donald? You go. You know what? We're no longer going to have that two hundred thousand car thing. We're just going to say as many cars as you want to make electric. We'll just give you give you free money. Guess what? Go back to making the Chevy Cruze in Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah. Because it's now cheaper to make a blazer in Mexico because the difference between 45000 is literally the money they're making off producing the car. Once you inquire into dealers, all the other different parts of selling a car, like a cruise costs what in the mid-30s, you're really making at best 15% once you get up to the corporate level. That's what the corporate scene of the tax end. Once you get paid off all your dealers, your salespeople, uh, everybody in between. So when you lose that, why not go to Mexico? Especially the other thing that's happening, people aren't buying small cars anymore. Gas is cheap. We forgot what it was like. So we're back to 2007. Let's all get Hummers and drive gas guzzlers. And then we've all signed into these leases we're going to have for the next three or four years. So when the recession hits in a year, we're all going to be bitching when gas is four bucks and we can't drive our cars around. Mm. Why? Because we don't learn. We were literally falling into the exact same thing a decade ago. I mean, step for step. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, we literally know how we screwed ourselves, and we are gladly walking right back into it. We are Charlie Brown and Lucy has the football, and we think for sometimes this is going to change. I mean, home sales are down 14% on the $250,000 below. That means your average American is not buying homes. They're staying in their homes. Home sales are going down. That is a sign of tightening the market. 
the stock market is recorrecting itself. We're about to have the first year in 10 years where we're actually going to either, we're at least going to be below 10%. We're probably going to end up losing money on the stock market. You want to, oh, and then the unemployment numbers, we're down again. Technically, yes, we are a growing job, but this is the third year in a row. Job growth numbers are going to be down. We're maybe the first year in, in almost a decade where we're under 200,000 jobs per month growth. I mean, we are slowing down. Recession is coming in 2019. Every economist on both sides of the fence are letting people know it. Recessions happen. You can't prevent recessions. What Obama was trying to do with his economy, which is a no-flux economy, which means, yes, you don't get these big booms where you're like, oh, look it, we just made it. Yeah, but good. you just didn't, you were, you, were, you were status quo throughout. Exactly. Like you at least maintained a homeostasis, so it wasn't yes, like, woo, woo. Give, give up the chance for that crazy windfall once every 10 years so we don't have to go through a great recession every 10 years. Like, let's give up chasing the gold just so we can make sure to have three meals on the table. Like, too many people think, they're like, well, you know, yes, I could end up dirt poor and broke, but I got to chase that golden egg. Why not just take the guaranteed three meals on the table and a pretty basic life? Because that's what Obama was offering in his economy was, you know what? Everybody just be okay. It's like, everybody's like, they don't, you're not in their best interest. Like, when they talk about the working class people who make $20,000 a year, because in their head, they literally believe they're just like one opportunity away from being a big fat cat. And they don't want to F themselves up because when they're not poor anymore, they don't want taxes to screw them. Guess what? You're never getting out of it. This system is not set up. You have to be extremely intelligent to jump classes. Or super lucky. No, it's super lucky. Yeah, that, I'm talking I, about hitting the lottery or whatever. Yeah, that's that's not talking. But I'm talking about like, literally taking money. literally taking yourself out of your environment. If you were born poor, yeah. you're probably going to die poor, <laughs> unless you are smarter than your level. And I and I and I, I'm not trying to be mean on that. I'm not trying to be quick. But if you are average intelligence, you are not moving above your level. You think intelligence is what it takes? Hell yeah! When I, say, okay, <laughs> I, use, I use intelligence as a broad-based term. I know, I know. Because it's intelligence quotient. I mean, there's people who are legitimately stupid, like stupid, like can't do basic English. But you know, you throw them in front of a computer, and they're like Mr. Wizard. Yeah. So they have an intelligence in that field; they will be able to grow themselves out of their. You mean like, like a proficiency in something? Yeah, you have to be good at something. You have something to be that a proficient have, something. Eighty percent of the world it's is not, not a proficient, proficient in anything. Shit. Yeah. Average okay. intelligence means half of the rest of the world is dumber than that. Yeah. And that is why I say people should have to have a license to breathe, breathe. because some people just are not intelligent to adequately make contributing members of society, unfortunately. Right. right. It's true. It's really sad. And then it, it perpetuates itself. And then, yeah, they do get trapped in poverty. Yeah, I said that. I want to, I want to, don't touch on that. Cause you know, there's a bunch of people who would love for that law to pass for the right. Like, you're like, Oh, I want to protect our intelligence. And then they'll be like, well, you know, racially, if we let too many people of the wrong race breed, then we could end up, and then you're going to get people in power who use that law to make sure that nobody of color can breed. Yeah, well, they've... That's, they, why, that's why we got to stay away from that shit. Should we talk about tear gassing babies, or do we even want to go to tear gassing that's the other, babies? That's the other thing you're going to see. Everybody's going to share these stupid articles about Obama administration doing it. Ask them why the statistics only started being recorded in 2012. Because the Obama administration, realizing the border issues of the former past administration, actually started recording the statistics so they could study what was happening in the border with tear gassing. The first year of tear gassing was at 26 tear gas incidents. When he left office, it was at eight tear gas incidents. They reduced tear gas use every year he was there and increased pepper spray use. Why? You can use targeting with pepper spray. So if you've got a big crowd of people and you don't want to tear gas a baby, but there is some dissident throwing rocks, you walk up to the dissident man throwing rocks or whoever, and you pepper spray him in the face. And then the incident is done. You don't just lob tear gas canisters out in the crowd. 
But since Trump took over, you've seen tear gas usage go up and pepper spray go down, including this year, 2018, where he has used tear gas 29 times, the most times in recorded history, and he still has a month left and a caravan coming. Chris, do you sleep? N no. I believe it. That brain just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Like, literally, you're going to see people go talk about Obama did it. Yeah, he did it. He recognized they were doing it. Like, we've always done it. So he literally did the one thing government doesn't like to do, which is keep statistics on the shitty shit we do. And he was like, let's have a statistics. Let's see what we're doing. Oh, we're tear gassing people left and right? Okay, I don't like that number. We got to reduce it. So what do we do? We reduce it. How do we reduce it? We use pepper spray instead because it's a more, it's same thing. It's a deterrent. Tear gas. I'm not going to sit here and cry and say tear gas is mustard gas. I know the difference. They're not. But babies shouldn't be tear gassed. And we realized that under the former administration. And while trying to fight this problem, realized, okay, we do need deterrence. We can't just have, you know, open borders, quote because that's dumb, too. Whoever says open borders is an idiot also. You need some form of security. But it, at the same time, he realized how to do the security. And that's the difference. It's the implement. That's the difference between presidencies. Like we're all doing the same thing. We're all making the same sausage. We're trying to run a government. Right, but but it's how but we also, implement. But also, and those. also, even the language, the asylum seekers, like calling them, you know, migrant caravan versus asylum seekers. They are seeking I, asylum. Yeah, I mean, but that's fine. But then you get rid of asylum. You get rid of. You're getting rid of it as a deterrent. But you're you're literally getting rid of one of the core values of us, which is give us your. So, and then you're trying to then define what asylum is. Give us your core and your. your and all that. But the thing is, asylum centers, like the processing centers, are what determines like you have to be taken if i run up to you as an embassy and i scream i need asylum i need you can't stop me and ask me why you have to take me in you have to then question me right. and then determine my validity of asylum yeah. that's what and that's what he's stopping is that initial process which we have in place which when you're going to see another video that comes out with obama like talking about we got more boots on the ground and we've got and people are going see it's the same as trump one he's talking about border patrol agents not the army there's a difference right. All right. Imagine coming. If a caseworker comes to my house, is a lot different than the SWAT team coming to my house. <laughs> That's mind. what's happening. The, we, Obama was sending caseworkers. Trump is sending the SWAT team. Damn. Two. The other thing is going like those kind of things. Like you're gonna see them talk about um, the the uh, you, we have more uh, more stuff like border uh, border points. What he's talking about is setting up more checkpoints to reduce the stress on areas so we can process asylum people instead of ending up with. 200,000 people trying to cross in one point, we can then center them out, center them out, and figure out an asylum. The other thing he got in trouble with was doing sponsorships, which is uh, Obama. Yeah. It, it, I don't like that it's called catch and release because it sounds like you're dealing with animals, but what it was is we will process you, we will find a sponsor for you, and then we will release you to that sponsor under good, you know, and then you have to check in. And then what happens is people then disappear and they get cut. But then what happened is through that, they increased deportation. That's why Obama controls not only on the Democratic side, but he's maybe one of, if not the most, uh, deportation numbered, heavy numbered presidents ever. I mean, 2014, we had a caravan too. Nobody talks about it. Caravan's been coming every year for about a decade. 2014 is actually bigger than this year's. Obama dealt with it and actually dealt with it while reducing tear gas numbers used on people. Like it's, it, it, it's one of those things like people, people love to just spout. And I, I saw that article today and I'm like reading this stuff and I realized Sinclair Media is tagged on it. Sinclair Media. Sinclair Media required their outlets to mm -hmm. air the information that tear gas was harmless and tear gassing yeah. was a good idea. Like, that's where you're getting it. Like, Sinclair Broadcasting, who has, I'm, how many affiliates do they have? They've got. They control 70% of all network television. That people watch. So you think about Podunk to Paducah, Kentucky, and they're watching the news, and the news is like, oh, it's so good we're using this, har this harmless tear gas down on these criminals well, and trying to get and make us unsafe. And Sinclair I apologize for that, too. But what? Sinclair. I, I, I technically created that problem, so. Well. So. Really? 
I mean, technically, kind of. In 2003, I worked with all uh, TV stations in Michigan to develop Big Time Wrestling. And Big Time Wrestling was used as an 11 p.m. slot on Saturday to combat news. And we destroyed local news numbers by running local news at 10.30 and wrestling at 11. Sinclair Media, once it acquired uh, that station cluster and analyzed those numbers in 2006, then began the process of, require, of acquiring Ring of Honor Wrestling so they could do their own in-house produced wrestling show, which they use as an anchor at 11 p.m. on all their syndicated stations which they then use to spread apart to acquire 70% of all network television. Why? Professional wrestling is extremely cheap to produce, and its demographic slides very well with those who still watch network television only to get their news. They have, Sinclair and Jeff Koff have, Joe Koff have always been about politics. They've just had to find a way to get people to listen. So they've drawn them in with the bait of pro wrestling because they get them on there. And then they run the news right before wrestling. So you have to watch the news well, going into wrestling. Well, don't you think wrestling. it's curious that Trump just recently, he just said the thing about needing a state-run um, media outlet? He already has one. Yeah, it's has. called America First or America. What is it? America Radio or whatever. It's the national. It's there. He, but took he it just over. said it like the other day that like CNN is bullshit. We need one that's like. Yeah, it's a. It's a, it's America First. It's whatever they started. He put in position of it one of his propaganda guys who ran the Trump News Network. Do you remember the election when Trump thought he was going to lose? So he tried to like kind of launch that under the radar Trump News Network because he thought he was going to oh. lose. So he was going to make money on the back end by starting his own right wing network, and then he actually won. So then he couldn't do that because it's illegal. Oh so he just took over the state military department, assigned uh, the guy who was running Trump News Network, and that guy now runs that shooting out government-sponsored propaganda. That's a snapshot of my conversations with my husband. You know what? He needs to be... Uh, yes, I agree. Yes, he does. But in Lansing. Yes, he needs, he needs to, but... Or maybe D.C. He also shares a birthday with Donald Trump, so sometimes I tell him that I think that something got caught in the giant atom breaker thing, and I think that it was the wrong 614 person that got elected because he probably would have done a lot better for us. Well, not probably. He would have done a lot better for us. But <laughs> it's exhausting thinking about everything going on and how deep-rooted and deep-seated it is. It is. And propaganda has always been used like that. I'm telling you, that's how they... Uh... And it's sickening, too, because that's how the Nazis did. It was all propaganda. Yeah. All propaganda. And it's sick to know that so many people, or so little people, control what's being blasted. And yeah, he's right about those less educated people who are just going to believe anything that they see because they've known so-and-so for so long that he's credible. Right. Um. We were doing our show plan and talking about who is our audience. And, you know, this planner asked us to say, who is our audience? And, Lee, I'm telling you, I hope that we get people listening to us who don't agree with us. Because I want to know why and how they support this craziness. And I want to see the data. I'm like your husband. Obama did statistical studies to figure out what was going on. That's what I want to see. Don't come at me with no hogwash. See, speaking of that, what the actual f is is the name of this segment. <laughs> I like that. Trump rejected a climate report. He just said, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> What? Snort. <laughs> <laughs> I did snort. Because he's so stupid, though. It, 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 yeah, you can't help it. 
I've seen it, uh, I've read some of it, and it's fine. Yeah, I don't believe it. No, no, I don't believe it. And, and here's the other thing. You're going to have to have China and Japan and all of Asia and all of these other countries, you know, address, addresses our country. Right now, we're at the cleanest we've ever been. And that's very important to me. But we're clean, but every other place on Earth is dirty. That's not so good. So I want clean air. I want clean water. Very important. I don't believe it. Girl, that is just insane. Like, California has New Hampshire. So many states have had emissions testing for just automobiles alone. Not to mention, we got all these nuclear plants and landfills everywhere. I'm just going to say I saw a meme the other day that kind of explained it. Nancy just landed a spaceship 400 million miles away on a dime. I think I'm going to trust the scientists on climate change. Yeah. Who is he? He literally just said, I don't believe it. And people are like, well, doesn't believe it. Okay. Can't be true. He doesn't believe it. Dude barely could probably zip his pants up without pinching himself. I'm just saying, do we really want to trust him this much to be the one to say yes or no, this is we're going to act on this? I, I will leave you ladies in this. I don't want to interrupt your, your podcast too much because I know I'm jumping in too much. No, so. you're not. I think you needed, he needed a space to vent. He needed well, no, vent. it's just because just I, I, thanks to my high school roots, I get to an inner, inner sight into the true Trumpians of yeah. the world. Yeah. And I interacted with one of my old high school mates I haven't seen in 20 years yesterday who gave me the, and I, he wasn't BSing me when he said this. Well, I know one thing about my president. He doesn't make uh, empty promises or empty threats. When he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he's when he's going to protect the American worker, by God, I know he's going to protect the American worker. Oh. And he believed that. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, you're joking, right? He goes, no. He's like, this is the most pro pro worker president we've ever had. Do you uh. see these red hot levels? Screamer McScreamer seats. Hey, I can't help it if I'm red hot. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> For real though, yeah, that that's that bullshit. I'm I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. I really am. Thanks for listening, episode seventeen. Lee, I love you, girl. I don't care if you listen. Love you, Shell. Have a good night, everybody. Wait, what? Ju- what just popped up in your Twitter? There's a bunch of brown bags on the alderman in Chicago's uh, office. He happens to be the law firm or tax person that uh, handled Donald Trump's taxes for the past 12 years. And what they do? It kicked everybody out and put brown paper on the, on the window so nobody could see what's going on inside. So the feds are inside uh, Trump's accountant's private business right now. Mm, get those taxes. Well, then I just think that we have got to get back to what Ice Cube said a few weeks ago here on the podcast. I don't care if you listen. Thank you for being here, episode 17. Arrest the president. Do it. You got the evidence. Make it happen. Shut this mother down. Before it get dark, before they hit you with the pitchfork, better crip walk, crip this walk. is real talk, smoke push and push, then we peel off, niggas still rolling with the wheels off, always looking out for the crisscross, 
I'm a bigger boss than Rick Ross. Always winning, nigga get lost. It's the warlord, bring the voodoo. When I bail through, it's crazy like Bellevue. What they tell you, leave that boy alone, like I'm alone. Fuck a skull and bone, arrest the president. You got the evidence, that nigga is Russian intelligence. When it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? You're showing your horns. They trying to replace my halo with thorns. You so basic with your vape stick.